Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I will be your host this week. This is Jake Jude. Uh, This is episode 54. 54. Uh, I'm always joined by the same two fine gentlemen, Marcus Keller. Ah, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Stop doing that. And Tyler Rulinson. Yo, how's it going, everyone? Tyler, where are you? <laughs> well, I hate this episode so far. I am in Victoria. And how's the weather? Cold. Very cold. Yeah, apparently there's supposed to be like thunderstorms and rain and like, Oof. and it's April. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I like thunderstorms in the summer. I've always found that neat. You can go outside; it's still warm. But there's, th- like, it's it's cool. I, I like don't mind that. like one, but fuck, what, we have you not get scared after two. What? What <laughs> You're well, like a dog. You jump in the bathtub and hide. Yeah, I can't hide for more than a day. <laughs> okay. uh, Jake no, needs but... one of them thunder buddies. <laughs> I have one. Um, no, it's because like we just haven't seen the sun this season. You know, it's like it barely comes out. It sucks feel trapped in my house that's been a bit of a ra- yeah well you know <laughs> nothing gets you used to that like like the last two years right yeah just what i want to do when covid seems to be ending is trapped in my house because the weather sucks yeah yeah just go trap yourself in my house it's fine we've done that <laughs> a lot yeah that's usually the other <laughs> yeah. thing i do yeah. i don't think tyler even knows how much we hang out in his house yeah. without him let's keep it that way yeah oh um, i know plenty to cover this week lots of fun fun little stories to cover Um, But we need to start this episode off the way we start off all episodes, and that's with the fake sponsor. Marcus, take it away. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Highmark Inc. Highmark is proud to be the new jersey sponsor of the Pittsburgh Penguins, signifying the beginning of the end. Highmark Inc., a low mark on NHL hockey. Ah, uh, clever. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, but seriously, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if you if you're if you own a company out there, one that's big enough to sponsor an NHL team's jersey, and I'm sure a lot of people like that listen to this podcast, you know, a lot of high end <laughs> yeah. Fortune five hundred yeah, business. Bill Gates owners. is listening. For sure he is. Sponsor us, so. Bill. Um Elon? Bill, you know what? You should sponsor us and not a jersey because sponsoring a jersey is the fastest way to get hated by every hockey fan out there. That that I don't want that, you know? Mm. I don't care what brand sponsors the Canucks. If it ends up being Dodge, I love Dodge. Anyone will tell you that. I want a TRX. <laughs> if you sponsor the Canucks, I will slander you to hell and back. Do not put your name on a hockey jersey. It doesn't belong there. I can't stand it. What about like the like the ass bars, you know, like ass the, bars? Yeah, you know, like the bars that go across like where the jersey hangs down over their ass, like the European ones. Yeah, no, even those. Hey, hate them. If you unless you your company created the jersey, like if you're Reebok or Adidas, it doesn't belong there. It okay. just doesn't go there. I I can't stand that. I don't want to be cheering on a living, breathing advertisement. You know. I think TikTok should sponsor every single jersey. 
Fine, but like specific accounts. Yeah, the Canucks video should sponsor the Canucks. Yeah, okay, that I can get behind. Put my profile picture. Just remove the logo. Put my profile picture on the crest of the jersey. Yeah. Vegas Golden Knights are sponsored by Addison Ray. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's an idea I can get behind. Is it now? Yeah. Well, hey. I would definitely get behind on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there was something that came up this week that before we get into anything else, I kind of wanted to bring up with you guys because it's not new news. Like this has been around for a while, but it just, it, it kind of bothers me. And it's the fact that, you know, you know, the MLB season started up, right? Like they, they're full underway. They're like 10, 15 games in, whatever it is. Yeah. Why? Like, how is it possible that the two best baseball players on the planet are on the same team, and the team absolutely sucks. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both play for the Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels, whatever you want to call them, and they suck. They've sucked since these guys joined that team. And it's like, even the Edmonton Oilers, who have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl... I was going to say, this is a pretty clean comparable yeah, Exactly, there. but at least they make the playoffs. Like, what is it about this team that they just, like... They can't turn the two best players in the league into at least a team that makes the playoffs. See, the biggest thing that they're missing on their team is Evander Kane. Jesus Christ. You put Evander Kane. Yeah, you bring A-Rod out of retirement and you put him on that team. They're going to do fine. I bet they would. Exactly. I could see Evander Kane out there hitting dingers. Oh, no, so you didn't mean baseball's Evander Kane. You meant Evander Kane. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, he plays hockey in the winter, baseball in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-sport athlete. I could see it. But, yeah, no, honestly, like, I saw the, uh, a thing this week, and it was just talking about the best players in baseball. And I saw that, and it's like, yeah, the two best players on the planet are on the same team, and they're not even worthy of playing in the playoffs. And it, for me, it even has another comparison um, to, to hockey at, at the minor league level in, in the uh, WHL. You know, Connor Bedard yeah. is putting up insane numbers. I think he's broken some of Connor McDavid's records in a couple juniors, of them, right? Yeah. yeah, a couple. His team didn't even make the playoffs. Like, I, I, I understand these are team sports and mm -hmm. it takes more than one guy. But like, as a management group or like running a professional sports team, how do you not build around a player or like give him players to play with? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it just seems like you're completely inept if you can't add players to a team that has the best player available. And in some cases, more than that. Yeah. At risk of keeping this off of a hockey topic for too long, because, of course, this is a hockey podcast, you mentioned, you called them the Anaheim Angels earlier, and I've just, I've never even heard that. I've only ever known them as the Los Angeles Angels. Is that, like, a thing that changed recently? Or ever? Yeah, they're they're the Los Angeles Angels, but I think at one point they were the Anaheim Angels. Oh, yeah, I I don't ever remember that. I know that it, it um they have the Dodgers, right? Yeah, that's that the LA Dodgers. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, that's it, still so weird. Yeah, anyway. I, I I I'm pretty sure it's at one point they were the Anaheim Angels. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of goofy. <laughs> what a goof! First of all, <laughs> ow. Seems like a weird way for us to be doing this. Yeah, I also just remembered we usually do the Canucks news, then the goo. Wait. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah. I don't know why I mixed that up in my head. Yeah, it just felt like it, it felt like you were trying. Seems to me like you're trying to avoid talking about the Canucks, Marcus. Uh... Tyler, does it seem like he's trying to avoid talking about the Canucks? 100%.
Also, well, sorry, I, I gotta ask, was that sound effect not really loud to you? No. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? I'm or? not fu Marcus, tell us what happened with the Canucks this week. <laughs> what a goof! That's not super loud to you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Dude, On to the regular NHL news. Uh, Canucks the news, buddy. We have we have a system. Fine. <laughs> fine. You don't want to talk about the Canucks? Uh, not particularly. Okay. Welcome to the Preds news. Um, so uh, okay, this week, okay. Good point. Good point. I got yeah. a magic yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We he retired this segment. He just got signed by the Angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Angels just made the playoffs. <laughs> Clinched their spot in April. <laughs> I can already see the meme of Evander Kane in an Angels jersey. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. I love that I get to look forward to those visuals now. The yeah. stupid shit that we yeah. say. <laughs> Fucking Evander Kane hitting dingers over the wall. <laughs> hey, Evander Kane is a plus 21 right now, all right? Is that uh, a, a ERA or what is that? <laughs> no, that is his. that is on the season. He's putting oh, up nice. pretty decent numbers. Mm. Yeah, 17 and... goals, 15 assists, 32 points. Damn, Plus he's 21. he's committed to this Evander Kane segment. Yeah, he had like he had <laughs> he's his... got stats ready. He's like <laughs> he's just hitting refresh on NHL.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got like six tabs open. <laughs> One of them's the betting odds. <laughs> no, five of them are betting yeah, odds. Evander Kane betting. <laughs> All right, okay. all right. Getting back on the rails. The Canucks oh. are in a very interesting part of the season. A lot of people come here to hear about the Canucks because they don't hear about them anywhere else. So, Marcus, please tell the people what's going on with the Canucks. Where are they in the standings? What is their level of optimism for this team? What can we look forward to? Give us the whole rundown. Go. Well, uh, for those... Of, uh, Great job. Thanks. Um, so at the time of recording, because there will be a game played before this episode is released, uh, we just witnessed the Vancouver Canucks lose in a shootout to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that's how they end their five-game winning streak. Uh, they got a point. A lot of people feel like that one point wasn't enough as they are now five points out of the last spot in the Pacific, and they only have one game in hand. Uh, if the Canucks go a straight 5-0 and for the rest of the season, the LA Kings still need to drop minimum two, two games and then lose one in a shootout or an overtime yeah. somewhere. Yeah, they have to go 2-2-1 two, two and one or worse. Yeah. yeah, that's if the Canucks can go undefeated the rest of the season. Um, it looks bleak. The odds are not good. Uh, most likely by the next episode, we will know for sure what their fate is. Uh, I hope we don't, but we might. Um, I think it's important to keep in mind, they are chasing other teams. Um, they're chasing the Predators and the Dallas Stars, but it appears that the uh, LA Kings are the most attainable of those teams they're chasing. That being said, the LA Kings have four games remaining, uh, all of which are against teams that are not in the playoffs. Right. Being the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, the Anaheim Ducks, the Seattle Kraken, and then their 
uh, season finale against the Vancouver Canucks on April 28th in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, Which we will be going to. We will. Um, Yeah. No, it it doesn't look good. Their only chance to get in is to, um, to jump over Dallas for the final spot in the West. Uh, However, even though that's only a four point difference, we have no games in hand. Uh, meaning that if we were to jump them, we need to win all of our games. Dallas needs to lose at least three of their remaining games. Uh, Dallas's remaining schedule is they play the Calgary Flames. Again, we are recording this before Thursday night action, so yeah. we don't know the results of those, but you will know them by the time we get there. Uh, so their remaining games after that, again, all teams outside the playoffs. They play Seattle, Vegas, Oof. Arizona, and Anaheim. Right. Vegas could put up a fight. That could be an interesting one. But again, teams outside the playoffs. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, they're not playing Colorado. And also Vegas winning that game doesn't really do us any favors either because they're also a team we're chasing. Yeah. So, so one way you look at it, someone's getting points there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Canucks need to win out. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights need to lose out or beat the Dallas Stars and lose to everyone else. Um, it's it's not looking great, but... Um, Here's what I will say. If the Canucks do make the playoffs, out of those four teams we just talked about, being the Canucks, Stars, uh, Kings, and Golden Knights, I think they are by far the most dangerous team. And so the teams that uh, that are looking at who they're going to play in the first round, I'm sure they don't want to see the Canucks. Um, just so you guys know, I, just, I found this stat kind of interesting uh, because, believe it or not, there have been rumors circulating that management might not stick with this coaching group next year, meaning that Boudreaux and company could be out, uh, which I, I wouldn't agree with, but we can get to that a bit later. I wanted to read to you guys the amount of points that some teams have had in the West since Boudreaux has been hired. So since the first game, he was behind the bench for the Canucks. The Calgary Flames have 68 points. The LA Kings have 68 points. Dallas and Nashville each have 64 points. How many points do you think the Canucks have? 75. 72. 68. So they are in a three-way tie in the Pacific for first place. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can speak much more to a coaching performance than that. Yeah, I mean... Bruce, there it is, right? <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? That was the least enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. Bruce there it is I've ever heard. Yeah. Bruce, there it is. Am I right? I mean, like... <laughs> it was kind of a Matthew McConaughey a little bit. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He, Twisted uh, McConaughey. He, he really he really turned this team around, and Pedersen looks like a whole new player under him. Mm-hmm. Miller's been lights out. Horvat looked like a whole new player. Pod Colson looks amazing. Yeah. Especially as of late. Um, I think Bruce is a good coach for this team, and I hope they bring him back, whether they make the playoffs or not. I have another question for you, Marcus. It's it's about the Canucks, but it's not really about their gameplay. Okay. Have you got your renewal for your season tickets? Actually, we just did like yesterday. We And it, I was going to point this out too. Um, yes, just the other day we got an email which goes to out to all members asking if they're planning on renewing next year. Um, and we are. We are renewing. My my family is. We all split season tickets. It what? went up 17% or something. 
for, oh. for certain people. I'll be honest. I actually didn't check that. I, I don't I don't know if that's true. Money is no okay. object. Well, for certain people that I know, they said their tickets went up 17%. That's huge. Yeah. Um, what I, I mean, this is tough because I look at this and see, okay, this is a team that have not raised the prices since 2015. It has been a flat rate since then. Mm -hmm. Every year from like 2009 to 2014, they raised the prices because every team, or sorry, every year the team got a little bit better, Mm -hmm. right? And even after the finals, the team was still good enough that there was a wait list to get season tickets because they have to reserve a certain amount for like single game sales. Yeah, yeah. There was a crazy wait list to get season tickets. And pretty much they when they stop raising the prices is when they see there's no wait list anymore. Right When the demand is low, they won't raise the ticket prices. So that makes me think something to that effect has happened. They must have seen interest for next year mm-hmm. and have decided, well, if people want to come that bad, then they can pay a premium for it. Mm-hmm. Right. That To me, that's the only thing that makes sense. But yeah, it is a tough look when you jack the prices in a season where you're expected to make the playoffs and then you miss because of ownership decisions. That, that's a really tough way to treat your very, like, stupidly loyal fans. That, that's a tough look. Man, that, that, that felt like the most bleak Canucks news we've done in a long time. It's just, hey, the prices are going up. We're not making the playoffs. Which sucks because, you know, they're coming off a five-game win streak. Um, and had they, you know, had they sealed that shootout, you know, had Demko made one more save, had you know, Garland scored in the shootout, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. We would be talking how they're on a six-game win streak yeah. and how they can, if they win out, they'll get into the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. Like we, that, we would that, be... that little subtle difference is all it takes for the Canucks nation to be all down on themselves again, which sucks. If we had won that game, we would be four points out with one game in hand, so you might be thinking, ah, that's still not enough. We still have a game against LA, which, as you said, is their final game of the season. So had we been able to even tie them in that game, the next game against Edmonton would have been the deal breaker on whether or not they make it in. Yeah. And you know when a team is playing for its life, they play hard. Yeah. And it's too bad that they didn't quite have that urgency now, even though it probably resulted in them missing. Again, we don't know yet, but I can't in all good consciousness say that people should have hope that they'll do it. There is one other team that Canucks fans can be looking at as a potential option uh, to, to leapfrog in the standings and make it into the playoffs. Mm. And it's a team that, you know, I don't I, like I don't like bringing up because it's my team. It's the Nashville Predators. They are also in the wildcard uh, uh, spots. They are playing some of the best hockey they've been playing all season. I think if the Canucks and Preds were playing each other in the last few games of the season to see who would make it in, it would make for fantastic tilts. But alas, they are not. Um, but here's the Preds schedule for the rest of the season. Okay, and wait, sorry, before you read it out, I just want to point out that you are six points ahead of us, Yes, and we have no games in hand. Yes. So you would need to lose at least three games for the rest of the season, if not four, and we would have to win all five. Okay, well, they have five games left. Oh, sorry, (laughs) right. Four of which are against teams that are either first in their division or second in their division. Or actually, no, Tampa's in third. But still, the t- the reigning uh, two-time Stanley Cup champions. Right. 
so, like I said, Tampa is the first team they play next. Then the Minnesota Wild. Then the Calgary Flames. Then the Colorado Avalanche. And then they finish their season against the worst team in the league, the Arizona Coyotes. So, gotcha. But here's the thing. Those, so those, this is designed to give Canucks fans hope right until the last game mm-hmm. where the Nashville Predators will pull a win. One would assume. Right. Um, the Preds are a funny team. You never know what's going to happen. I think, you know, they just beat the the Calgary Flames in a shootout, uh, uh, mind you. But they did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. I think they can beat the Wild. I think they can beat the Lightning. So we'll see. They could pull away here. But uh, they could also lose all four of those games and make things extremely interesting between them and the Canucks should the Canucks win out. I could honestly see them winning all those games except for the one against Arizona. <laughs> You like to just piss me off, don't you? <laughs> no, uh, no, just because Arizona's a weird team and they just like win games they're not supposed to win at times that they're not supposed to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Will you be doing a road trip to Calgary to watch the Preds play them in the playoffs? Because right now that's how it lines up. I wish I had an answer for you. Okay. We'll keep you all in suspense. But... Every fiber of my being yeah. is saying, dude, just fucking do it. But at the same just... time... Just My wallet's it. like, no, dude, you can't afford to fly to Calgary and buy playoff tickets. Hey, <laughs> like, round trip tickets are like $110. Really? Oh, yeah. How much is a playoff ticket in Calgary? Though? Oh, a little more than $110. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Though? I meant to bring this up, and we're transitioning out of Canucks news and to my half goof of the week, I'm going to call this. Half goof? The Calgary Flames have had shockingly low attendance this year. Really? I didn't know that. What would you guess their average attendance is? And just keep in mind, this is Calgary, a a pretty well-known hockey market in Canada who's in first place in their division right now, and some people have going as far as the Stanley Cup Finals. 15,000. No, like percentage-wise of the stadium. Oh. 4%. Little higher. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't Florida. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think, first in their division... They had a successful season. If it's any lower than 80, I'd be stunned. 69%. Nice. Nice. Um, it is 80. It's 80, hey? Which is, and for contrast, the Canucks have averaged 98.9. That's pretty insane. For, for a team that was, like, not very good last year, shouldn't have made the playoffs ever. Like, they had a terrible team for a, a couple years, and to have numbers like that, that's, it's insane. It, it really surprised me. I'm, I mean, again, I've always thought in my head of Calgary as being a really high-end hockey market. And it just surprised me to see that them having this success, they're leaving every night a few thousand seats just empty. The, the other thing that I think throws a bit of a wrench into this is just that we weren't at full capacity all year, right? We had the the half-capacity games. And I would assume this figure takes into account they sold the available yes, tickets, right? It is. So that's crazy because that also accounts for the times when I'm sure when they were at half capacity, they sold out. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to, right? You'd so, think so. So that means when they were at full capacity, they were less than 80% to bring it down, right? Their the last home game, which is 100% capacity, 84% sold. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I hope that'll change for the playoffs. Oh, me too. Like, do you were Ottawa a couple years ago? Yeah. Ottawa was in like the third round of the playoffs and they couldn't even fill the lower bowl. Yeah. It was crazy. Do you remember that what they did the next season to help fix that? 
Uh, no, I don't. And for some of you, you might be thinking, oh, well, maybe they improved transportation to the game or ha! lowered prices. Move or, the fucking rink to the city of Ottawa. Yeah, made parking free. You know, a realistic option like those. No, they removed about 900 seats from the stadium, <laughs> just unbolted them from the floor and brought them out to improve their percentage numbers. I mean, it makes sense. Eugene Melnick. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, it says. Like, what? Man, what a. You know. Yeah. What a. What a goofy <laughs> move by the Ottawa Senators. What a goof! And you're telling me that doesn't sound like screaming in your ear. It really doesn't. No, but you are. Um, welcome to. The biggest goof of the week, this is my segment, my part of the show, where I go and I find a story that involves a person, player, coach, team, organization, uh, employee, whatever, what have you, <laughs> and uh, I find a story, I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it, and this week, we're going to uh, take a trip down south to the great city of Detroit, Michigan. It's not very far south. Well, I mean, south for us. And it's not a great city. Actually, I don't Jesus, even... Jesus, boys. All right, fine. <laughs> to the, <laughs> the shithole across the continent. Which is exactly perpendicular to <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> Detroit, Michigan. Yay! What do, what do you want from us? Um, so, there was a story this week that came out. A Zamboni driver that worked for the uh, Detroit Red Wings was spotted by a fellow employee at the rink relieving himself in between two Zambonis into a drain Wait. that I guess was in the Zamboni Bay. Right? Relieving himself how? Um, urinating. Okay, good. I just, yeah. I was, I, I can think of at least two worse <laughs> scenarios than that. But okay. so, yes. I was really hoping it was a worse scenario. Okay, well. It, this isn't that, Tyler's surprise if, Yeah, if it's it was a worse a scenario, it would have been at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> but no, <laughs> he, he decided to rock a piss in the Zamboni Bay uh, and someone caught him. Now, the story develops, and apparently this guy has some sort of gland issue or, you know, health concern that makes it so he's got to piss all the time. I can um, respect that. I and got a so small bladder. he is now suing the Detroit Red Wings for wrongful termination. Hmm. That's rough. I mean, I guess he should have worn a diaper to work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or go to the bathroom. I mean, that's kind of the first option, you know? I mean, I, I have to admit, I, I've, I saw this story earlier today. Yeah. Um, I noticed that it it actually specifically stated that the closest bathroom was quote sixty to seventy feet away, but he didn't far. think he was gonna make it. That's pretty far. Sixty feet, man. I don't know. That's like that's like maybe like if you are taking your time, that is like <laughs> twenty seconds. Yeah, it's like a, hey, it's like when, a, you, when you gotta go, you gotta go. If you are run, if you have to pee and you're desperate to make a toilet, that's maybe five seconds. That yeah. is, you are moving. Yeah, no, this guy definitely thought, ah, I'm just gonna yeah. piss in the drain. Yeah. It was easier. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I seems mean, like he could have shoved a catheter up there and had a little bag on him. I mean, yeah, that is an option. But is it a better option though? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I mean, if it means losing your job. I mean, he... Like, if he really has this issue... Yeah. Where he's like, I, hey, when I gotta go... Yeah. You know? I gotta go. But my thing is, like, he's a Zamboni driver, right? Yeah. So if he's on the ice, resurfacing the ice, 
and he's got a rock of piss. It might be he a just, little yellow spot there. Does he just hang it over the side and just... No, he just pisses into the water tank on the Zamboni. It just mixes it in and yeah. gives a little ice a little bit. Probably spread it thin enough. As long as he's hydrated, you wouldn't even notice. Yo. Yeah, that's true. I want to know who the snitch is. That's right. Yeah, that's true. You'll probably never know. Get stitches. That's the real goof, whoever did that. The snitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see your buddy working over there. You go, oh, yeah, that's right. He has that medical condition. He has to pee. I'm going to go get him fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of an asshole does that? Well, that's an April Fool's know. joke gone bad. I've pissed in worse places than that. Oh, everyone has. I know. But you see, the trick is you can't get caught. Yeah. You got to think about it. You got to plan it out. And you can't it do it at work, I guess. Well, well, depends where you work. Right. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. I, do you yeah. piss in a bakery? Is that what you just said? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. I don't really know where you'd go with that. There's drains in a bakery. In the straight, straight into the sanitizer sink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the oven. Yeah. It'll all just burn, right? Yeah. The whole fucking place smells <laughs> like... <laughs> well, you just bleach it away, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, but man, on the construction site, it is just open season. Oh, it is I bet. Any, anywhere you're standing has probably been pissed on. Yeah. It, Do you guys ever, like, piss off, like, at least the, like, fifth floor of a building and just watch it fly down? No, no. I've spat. I've thrown paper airplanes. I've never... Yeah, you have a viral video of you throwing a paper airplane off a That's building. That's right. Yeah, I, f- I always forget about that one. Because it was really long ago and not related to my account at all. Yeah. I posted it for shits and giggles and it got, like... Yeah. Fifteen thousand likes. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I saw at work today? What? A peacock. Yeah, it, I saw your Snapchat. Can you explain that, please? <laughs> it literally walked in the front door. Of From the job where? Site. It was just roaming the streets. There was a wild peacock on the loose. Again, Tyler's surprise headline is at the end of the show. <laughs> what city did you say you were in again? Victoria. Uh, Victoria. Yeah, are you by chance working at the Victoria Zoo? Yeah, the petting what? zoo? <laughs> I am not. And this thing literally just walked off the street, walked into the store, and then when it tried to leave, it tried to fly through a window that was closed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a mess. What? It, it was pretty crazy, though. Wow. Moral of the story, don't piss in a drain. Go to the bathroom. That's right. And if you're a peacock, use the door. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful life lessons learned here on the Vancouver Boys podcast. Come on, be a gentleman. Use the door. Piss in the piss, don't piss in the sink. Piss in the bathroom. <laughs> There's another meme I can see. A peacock after listening to this episode just intelligently using a door. <laughs> or pissing in a sink. <laughs> <laughs> pissing in the drain beside a Zamboni. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh the biggest goof of the week, the Zamboni driver. Uh, former. Uh, former. The snitch. The snitch who okay. ruined the career. <laughs> Of an established Zamboni driver. Former. Yes. Zamboni driver. <laughs> Former established Zamboni driver. Now exactly. disgraced Hockey piss Town. man. Yes. <laughs> Hockey Town has lost a legend Zamboni resurfacer. Yes. Uh, biggest goof of the week. Wonderful. You want to bring us back to hockey there, Jake? Yeah. Uh, what do we got on the docket here? All right. Let's get into some hockey stuff. Um, so this week there was a... Uh, a highlight that was getting uh, 
circled around. And you guys know I love to talk about highlights that I think never deserve as much praise as they get. Yes. And so oh I thought I would bring this one up. Here the Johnny go Gaudreau goal where he circled the offensive zone against the Blackhawks and then took a wrist shot from like the high slot and went uh, went far side. Do you, you guys saw? You guys know the clip I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so what I've is the what is the big deal with this? To me, this is just shitty defense. Like this is just I've the Blackhawks not. Kaprasov do the same thing. Yeah, this is just like the the Blackhawks not playing good defense. It's not Johnny Gaudreau, you know, walking through. Any, it's just him circling a zone with no pressure and then taking a wrist shot. Here's the thing. I'll give it this: the defense isn't even done that poorly. It comes down to one vital flaw. And that is that at the two uh, players defending at the top, like closest to the blue line, yeah, get crossed over and basically set picks on each other, and they, like they don't fall down, but it's at a point where they just completely stop each other in their tracks. And this is what gives Goudreau so much time and space at the end. Him circling around at the beginning, I'll admit that's somewhat skilled. You have to be a good player to do that. Mm-hmm. He's not facing insane pressure, but still, to just to have the the foresight to do it. But you're right. The actual execution and goal scoring portion of it, it came down to a bit of luck of the defensemen picking each other off. Or sorry, I, again, I'm not sure if they're actually defensemen. They're just the the players who are trying yeah. to defend Goudreau. They get. I, I doubt they're defensemen if they're no, at the they, point. They're not. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just saw that and I thought I'm so sick of seeing these highlights. And it's just like plays that really aren't that special. It's just there's nothing better for them to to put on the highlight reels. So it's like, oh, look at this goal of a shot. From the high slot. <laughs> I hate that with go- with goalies sometimes, too. So many, like, saves of the year are just dumb luck. Yeah. I can't, And here's the thing. I even get the ones where it's a super crazy reach across the crease and they grab it with their glove or they just barely tip it away with their blocker. I, I'm all behind that, you know? Uh, maybe it's lucky, but you have to be incredibly athletic to make the save in the first place. What I can't stand is when, like, a top five save of the year is a puck that goes off the shaft of the goalie's stick and out of play. Mm-hmm. Or, like, off, like, the knob of the stick and it stays out. And the goalie's looking the other direction. He doesn't even know the puck's there. Those just drive me nuts. No, I'm with you on that. If it's not, like, a complete, absolutely beautiful des- desperation save... Desperado. It shouldn't be in the top. Shut five. up! No. <laughs> Desperado is a perfectly fine word to use in that scenario. Love you, John Garrett. There was a save that goalie made a couple years ago where he did that desperation swing. Desperado. This is going to end our friendship. Um, so, <laughs> like, you know the, the the save where they they swing their paddle around behind them and, and clear the puck off the line? Yeah. Well, this single-handedly kept this goalie's career alive. I already know who you're talking about. Tyler, who am I talking about? Do you know? Carter Hutton. Is that who you're going to say? It is. Fuck Carter. <laughs> we know you hate him. Who does he even play for? Uh, funny enough, I actually know this. The Leafs. No, he doesn't. Uh, he does. He plays for the Tucson Roadrunners. No, nope. for some reason, dude. He's backing up the Leafs right now. He got called up to the Leafs. Yeah, Campbell is in net. Hutton is backing him up. Jesus. And I know this because, funny enough, I just watched a Steve Dangle video where he talked about it. Really? Yeah. Well, because um, did you guys see the thing, too? This won't take long. The, uh, where Tom Wilson uh, made contact with Jack Campbell. Uh, yeah, it was not Tom Wilson's fault. No, it was, you know, kind of a whatever thing. But because it was Tom Wilson, you know, every, everyone gets yeah, upset yeah. about it. 
Anyway, bumps into Jack Campbell. It's, it was a solid collision. Um, and Steve Dangle talked about how uh, he can he could just see the reality where they're in the playoffs in the first round playing the Lightning. And he said they'd zoom in and it's all dramatic and they zoom in to the Tampa Bay goal and it's Andre Vasilevsky and they show all the stats and how great he's been. And then they go to the other net and it's Carter Hutton. <laughs> Just, just, he can see the first round exit now. (laughs) He was just so relieved that Campbell got back up, continued the game, and had like zero uh, effect from it. But like he said, in that like 0.5 of a second where Jack Campbell was face down on the ice, that Steve was just ready to make his last. LFR. Yeah. He was just ready to call it. Yeah, they panned to him in the stands and his face is just red. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know what? For the sake of the content, please let Carter Hutton get into a game. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yeah, funny if they had the David games. Ayers play a game for them? Just let Carter Hutton play all the games. All of them. I'd be in favor of that. Yeah, it'll be more fun. Yeah? Yeah. You're you're on the give Hutton more ice time train in Toronto. Gotcha. Anywhere else, forget it. I can get on that train. I'll drive that train. <laughs> I bet you would. Run the run shoveling the lo- coal in there at a fucking <laughs> a lightning speed. <laughs> Train's about to go back to the future. <laughs> Sixty-eight miles an hour. Yeah. It's a very weird choice in number. Wait, is it? <laughs> no, it's is it is it seventy two? You know, it's eighty eight. I think eighty eight. Ah, whatever. Yeah, dude, this movie's from like the eighties. Who yeah. knows? Like I'm sure we don't have movie. any passionate Back to the Future fans listening to this. You'd you'd think, right? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, with all that being said, there's plenty more to talk about right on the other side of the break. So stick around because there's plenty more to talk about right after a word from our food sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Highmark Inc. Highmark is proud to be the New Jersey sponsor of the Pittsburgh Penguins, signifying the beginning of the end. Highmark Inc., a low mark on NHL hockey. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Hey, welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I am still Jake Jude. (laughs) (laughs) Press the button a little early. I think I pressed it at just the right time. All right. Oh, I'm sticking with that. Man, they found that a pretty good joke, hey? Yeah. Jake Jude. <laughs> he's Marcus Keller. I I still am. <laughs> and he's still Tyler Erlinson. Mm, <laughs> uh, he's twisted Tyler now. Right, okay. Yes, sir. Um, so second half of the show, let's kick it off with the elimination report. <laughs> this is the uh the new segment we started a couple weeks ago. We're just gonna go through some of the teams that have been uh, confirmed eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, and uh, we'll give a bit of a recap on their season and a letter grade on how they did. Uh, the first team this week we're going to cover, 
the Columbus Blue Jackets mm. officially eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. Columbus sucks. <laughs> okay. The only good thing about Columbus is Patrick Line and oh, Zach Warren. For God's sake. So you guys really I'm gonna grade this team after at the end because okay. <laughs> All know, right, it's only fitting. They got nothing going for them. Their prospects pool is weak. Nobody wants no, to play Ken there. Ken Johnson. Yeah, that's it. Nobody wants to play there. He's probably going to want to leave in three years. That's really all I can say. They have, they have decent goaltending, but yeah, Columbus sucks. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that's something we've kind of seen a bit lately is just that it is really hard to build a really great team in a city that players don't want to live in, right? Because that, that's one thing I feel like a lot of fans really forget about sometimes is that these players have lives outside of the rink there's things that impact them there's things that impact their families and not a lot of people especially people with money want to live in a place like columbus ohio it's just it's nothing that i have against the place it's just known as a bit of a boring town with not a lot to do uh these players who see all these options out elsewhere they don't want to stick around and even when it looks like the team is good enough that they could build something great, their players leave, right? They just, they don't want to be there. They want to win. They just don't want to win bad enough to live in a place like that. To be honest with you, I've been sitting here while you guys have been talking, trying to think about, you know, what I can add to this conversation about the Jackets. And I think out of all the teams we've talked about so far, they are the one team that I have just paid zero attention to their season has been so mediocre yeah it's been very minnesota wild you know minnesota I mean? wild before this season yeah, well yeah yeah you know what i mean like we've always talked about the minnesota wild that they're just good enough to just be bad enough you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's like i think the blue jackets are kind of in that threshold and like they're not going to attract any big free agents so it's like i don't know i just i, I really don't have much to say about it other than like you know i think this may be the team that i'd be the most I don't, know if, I don't know if depressed is the right word as a fan, but like the most kind of, well, we're a team, you know? Yeah. There's, 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 there's nothing significant about it. There's not really a bright future. There's not really like tough times ahead. It's just kind of you are what you are. Yeah. Maybe you make the playoffs, you know, maybe you don't, but you're, you know, it's just kind of like they're a team. They could very well be a middle of the pack team for the rest of my lifetime. And it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. They will bounce between you know, 25th and 15th. Yep. And th that is something that I could completely see being a reality. And, and so looking back on their run in, in 2019, I, I really have to, um, I really have to, you know, give Yarmo Kekalainen a tap on the back. You know, like he, he did his best to put together a team that could go deep and they upset the Tampa Bay Lightning. They mm -hmm. swept them. And for me, I think a team like Columbus has to look at that series and go, that was as close to winning a cup as we're going to get and look at that as something to, to, to be proud of and confident of. Cause your guys are right. I don't see free agents going to Ohio. I mean, it's a Ohio. This, a, the state of Ohio is a meme, right? Like people don't go to Ohio. So, but Hey, you know, maybe they could surprise a bunch of people, you know, Kent Johnson could turn out. Maybe they make a few good trades, bring in a few good players, and all of a sudden they can turn everything around. 
you know, that Seth, Seth Jones trade is really going to help them out in the long run too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm droning on for a point that really doesn't need to be uh, made this extensively. But the fact of the matter is, is that Columbus is what they are and we'll see where they go from here. And that is exactly why I'm going to give them an A+. plus. Pardon me? <laughs> yep. They Until they trade Patrick Laine or Zach Gorinsky, they are an A-plus team. Okay. Well, okay, so the, the, the conditions of our grading system is did they meet the require or did they meet what they expected to do this year? Yep. So I, I kind of get it, right? Like this is what they're like. I can't see this being their. You can't goal, give them like, an A plus for, for me. This is a C. This is you. You just barely met the expectations. You didn't do anything fancy. You didn't do anything good. You didn't necessarily lose anything, but you didn't help yourself at all either. You just set yourself up for mediocrity forever. But that they nailed seat. it. They you, they they okay. nailed would you, mediocrity. Would you give a student a C and go, but you know what? This is exactly what you should get. For that reason, I'm giving you an A instead. Well, no, yes. but we're also... <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but, like, we're, we're, there's also no rubric, really, right? Like, we're not... We don't have a grading system. Oh, there system. is for me. I've got a system. Okay, what are you uh, ranking these teams based on? Just what I think. Exactly. That's that's a great system. Right. That's worked rank, for me everywhere else. I rank this system based off of Patrick Line and Zach Warinsky. That I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Not even off of how good they're playing, just if they're still on the team. Yeah. <laughs> and they are. So yep. A plus for them. Well, well, we'll see. Maybe they'll get better next season, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, there are two more teams we want to touch on this week in our elimination report. Uh, next up, the New York Islanders. Yes, my dark horse for the Stanley Cup when the the season started. Even darker horse than you might have thought. Yes. Now, there's a lot of things you can say about this team, about how they got off to a crazy slow start. They never really found their momentum. They, They didn't get into a groove. This team, I don't think, is a team that needs to rebuild yet. Not even close. This is a team that can rebound with most of the pieces they still have. They just need to make some smart moves here and there. But there's one thing that I find more important than this that I that I want to address because I've just seen it everywhere. It's people saying, man, too bad they don't have a 25-goal scoring captain on their team. It, referencing that John Tavares left and how much better they would be if he was there. Well, I just want to say something to those people, and that's that the Toronto Maple Leafs have had that guy for the last four years now? Is it four that they've had him? Every single one of those seasons, the Islanders have done better than the Leafs, uh, or at least in the playoffs they have, uh, quite a bit better. The Leafs have not won a single round. Uh, In fact, if they lose in the first round again this season, John Tavares will still have zero playoff round wins since he left Long Island. Uh, so I don't I, think he had any while he was there. I thought he had one. Eh, maybe. But e- either way, my point is, to those people who say, don't you wish that you still had him, I ask to you, what has he given you? Anders Lee has 26 goals this year. Ha! I didn't even realize that. That's funny. <laughs> and Brock Nelson has 34. Holy Jesus. Yeah, th- this team, it, it's almost an anomaly that they were this bad. 
you know, people are going to blame injuries. They're going to blame the schedule. They're going to take all the generic things, things that I've complained about in the past with my own team. But really, there really isn't that much of an excuse for this team to have been as bad as they were. It doesn't make any sense. You know, for me, it's it's not really as much of a surprise as I think maybe a lot of people think because they've had such success in the playoffs. But when you look, they have not had regular season success, right? Like the last two seasons when they made it to the third round in the playoffs, they came in as like the seventh and eighth seeds, right? Like they were never a high seed in the playoffs. So they only ever just just made it into the playoffs. So they're they're built to succeed in the playoffs, but the problem is, is they got to make it there first. And finally, we're seeing a team that, you know, didn't make the playoffs, nor should they have. Um, I think that this is exactly where they should have ended up, and maybe we'll see Lou Lamorello break the, the structure that he's had for his entire career as a general manager and, you know, try some new things out, try to bring in some big offensive talents to play with Matt Barzell and Andrews Lee and whoever else they have. Okay, I just want to point something out. Goaltending has not been their problem this year. Elias Sorokin has seven yeah. shutouts. Oh, yeah, no, he's like a 927 save percentage and like a 2.32 goals against average. Yeah, no, but Barry Trotz has a brand of hockey. It just doesn't work that well in the regular season. It doesn't work for the Islanders if they can't score any goals. Yeah. And th- that's the thing, right? They got to score goals, and that's not what Barry Trotz does. That's not what he specializes in. That's why his teams are good in the playoffs. They're just, they just can't make the playoffs. Like, Matt Barzell has 14 goals on the year. Christ. In how many games? Do you have that number in front of you? 67. Wow. That's... And he's a minus 13. Wait, for reference, just because he always gets compared to Brock Besser. Just because, you know, they were yeah. uh, drafted uh, in the, like same... the same two or three picks of each other. No, I thought he went before that. I thought he was like... No, Brock he wasn't. Brock Besser has 21 goals on the season. In how many games played? 66. So, same games played, Besser has about 10 more goals. Yeah, but Barzell does have about 10 more assists. And Besser's only a minus four. Either way, there's, I think, a lot of seasons, including maybe even last year, where if Canucks fans could have had the choice between Besser and Barzell, they would have picked Barzell, right? He was better on his feet. He Mm -hmm. could score. He could pass. He could do everything, right? And again, not that Besser was any slouch, but, you know, it always seemed like Barzell just had the upper hand as a player. Now, maybe this is just an offseason for him. I'll admit I have not watched him as closely as I would like to have say I did. Um... But, yeah, you, you got to be a little bit concerned that, that that's a very steep drop-off for a player that, from what I know, hasn't suffered from any injuries. And that's why I, I'm a bit torn on what to give them this season because I've been grading them on a few different metrics here on how their season went, how they're set up for the future, on a, a bunch of stuff like that. And as far as this season went, that is a C-minus at its finest. You know, a team that you kind of expect to be pretty good in the playoffs, you know, decent in the regular season. But like you said, they really come alive in the playoffs and they just miss by a pretty wide margin. However, I can see them bouncing back. This team isn't done. They're not heading for a rebuild. You know, they don't need to start selling off their pieces and uh, getting younger and all that stuff. 
they can still get to the playoffs with most of what they have right now. They just need to tweak it properly. So this is the first time I'm going to do this. I'm going to give two letter grades. This season is a C minus. Their future could be a B. Could be a B or it could be a C minus. Okay. So that's three grades kind of. It's just, I, I, two I just, of which are C minus. Yeah. I just, I really don't know what this team is going to decide to do. Right. And mm-hmm. it is entirely up to management here. It is if they can figure out how to fix this, or even if they can commit to a rebuild, I will give them a B or higher. But if they come out next year stumbling and have another season like this, that's an F. Yeah, I I think that they definitely have to go commit more to it. I think they're closer to a cup than they are to a rebuild. Okay. Yeah. Uh, With that being said, there is one team left, and uh, it, it escapes me. Who is this team that's eliminated. Well, well, let, let's try to help them out. We'll give them hints. Uh, they beat the Preds in the playoffs. I think they've beaten the Preds in well a lot in the playoffs, but like more importantly, just a lot of important games. That's that's really what matters. Just important games or like games where they're really evenly matched, and you think either one could win, but you know the Preds just never really do. So, so the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Man, I wonder what team that is. The Pittsburgh Penguins have been eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, it's cold here. 12 okay. months of the year. Okay. Uh, there's no future. They have the most overrated goalie in the league. And they had one of the best coaches in the league step down for no reason other than he didn't want to be there anymore. We already did Columbus. They have really big mosquitoes there, too. What's that? I said they have really big mosquitoes there, too. Do they? Oh, the biggest. I've heard about that, actually. Now that I think about it, maybe I've only heard about it from you, but I have heard about it. The I've Winnipeg Jets. Thank God. Yeah, Winnipeg Jets missed. Good. Hmm. After winning a round last year, too. Did they? Who they beat in the playoffs last year? The Oilers. Oh, that's they right. They swept them. That's right. And then, and they, then got they got swept. Yeah, they and got they all got cocky. Swept. Yeah, fucking Shifley taking the head <laughs> off of Evans. That's right. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Uh, yeah, so the Winnipeg Shifley, Jets. by the way, whose jersey we just got. We just got a signed Mark Shifley jersey. It is in the studio right now. It is Jake's and prized is possession. <laughs> and it is for sale. And it'll stay in the closet. Um, yeah, so the Winnipeg Jets are eliminated from playoff contention. Thank God. Uh, they have had a terrible season. Um, they've been obviously from the point that, uh, that their head coach, Paul Maurice stepped down. They have done nothing but disappoint their fans. Uh, is it time for a relocation? (laughs) (laughs) I hear Quebec city wants a team. Yeah. Yes. Relocate to New Mexico. And also call them the Predators. Yep. <laughs> New Mexico Predators. Arkansas needs a team. Uh, yeah. Anyway, getting serious here, the Winnipeg Jets have not had a desirable season. Nope. Uh, Kyle Connor has. He's had a good season. But the rest of that team, completely miserable. Uh, but you know what? I think this is a telltale sign of the fact that you know they are finally seeing what they are. They've never been a deep team. They've never been a team with high-end skill. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is nothing close to what they needed. Um, they lost. They traded one of the best scorers in the league for him, and he's been a dud. Uh, they they can't attract free agents because, again, they are Winnipeg. Um, it's just like 
you're headed towards a rebuild. It's going to happen. Uh, Kyle Connor is going to be one of the best pieces on the trade market we've seen in a lot of years. Uh, they they could make this a quick turnaround if they move those pieces now, but you know they have to make smart moves. And I think I think Shovel Dayoff's a fine GM, and I think um, I think he could make this okay. But I also don't think he's realized how bad his team is. I think he really needs to come to terms with the fact that they're not they're not close to a cup. They're a lot of pieces away. I mean, look at their D, right? Their defense has been terrible ever since Bufflin retired. I mean, yeah, this is kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with um, New York, where I think this team is closer to a rebuild than it is to a cup. Um, and honestly, if if they were smart, and I'm someone who, again, most people know this, I cheer for any Canadian team that isn't the Toronto Maple Leafs. I really want Canadian teams to succeed. And much to Jake's dismay, that includes the Winnipeg Jets. But like they're seventh out of seven, right? Sixth. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. six out of seven. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. If if that's what it takes, then yes. However, I still want to see them do well. And as someone who wants to see them succeed, blow it up. Sell everything you can for everything it's worth. Think of it that way. Nothing you have is going up in value anytime soon. Sell it all. Get as many firsts as you can. Be the next Arizona Coyotes, which is funny because at one point you literally became the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Try not to do that this time. <laughs> but um, seriously, be as bad, as horribly bad as you can be. And build through the draft. Get the pieces you need, the high-end talent. Convince them that Winnipeg is a good city to live in. And you develop them and you build them into a cup contender. That is what I want as a person who wants them to succeed. That is what they should do. And it sucks because I doubt they will. I really don't see them giving up. They will try to beat this dead horse for at least another season, if not two. If not three. But man, if they were smart, they would just admit defeat now because the sooner you start the rebuild, the sooner it's over and the sooner you can reap the benefits from it. Especially with a player like Connor Bedard coming up in the draft and that Russian kid and Shane Ray and all these, you know. <laughs> that Russian kid. Yeah. I, if, well, I think it's like Mikhail. Mitchkov is not yeah, going to be playing. Mitchkov. Mitchkov. Yeah. Okay. My, my point is there's a lot of high-end talent coming up. Tank now. Don't wait for them to be gone and then decide to tank. Just any team that's going to tank, do it now. I've been to Winnipeg, and it is just about as terrible as the team. <laughs> Connor Hellebuck is a god-awful goaltender. Almost as bad as Robin Leonard. Mark Shifley is a decent hockey player that seems to be doing absolutely nothing on that team, and I think they need to trade him. I think they need to trade Wheeler. I think they need to trade Connor. I think they need to trade Morrissey. I think they need to trade everybody. Start from scratch. Just freaking stop beating the dead horse down the road because you ain't having it for dinner. Trade everybody. Get a whole new team. Start from scratch and, and go from there. Also, that arena is in a terrible spot. There's no parking anywhere near it. Well, I think with all that being said, it's time to throw it back to Jake for um, what I'm sure will be a completely unbiased and impartial letter grade. For the Winnipeg Jets. I give the Winnipeg Jets an R. 
for relocate. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, I give him an F, and, and I mean that genuinely. Mm-hmm. I think this year has been a complete failure, uh, and, you know, this team came into the to the year thinking they could get a wild card spot or compete for one of the spots in the Central. I don't think they had any idea how good the Minnesota Wild were going to be. I thought that the they thought that the Blues were going to be worse than they are. I thought that everyone thought that the Preds were going to be worse than they are. But now that Winnipeg kind of has a bit of a, a metric of how the rest of the the Central looks, it's clear to them this season this season was a failure. Losing Paul Maurice was a failure. They are a failure, and you guys are totally right. Time to blow it up, and I cannot wait to see the next four or five years in Winnipeg and how miserable they will be. They will. It's going to be pretty bad. I think you'll enjoy that quite a lot. There you go, the elimination report. Um, now, we've done most of the teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, but there still could be a few more that we will touch on next week. However, what we will do next week is we will preview the playoffs for you. We'll go through each of the matchups, at least the matchups that we see happening, and uh, we'll give you our take on how far we see teams going. And we will also bring you our playoff bracket predictions. Ooh. Last year, it was uh, it was a ride. It was a fun time. Uh, we're going to make a big wager. We always make wagers on the playoffs. Uh, follow us. We'll post our brackets online. Send us your brackets. Uh, be involved. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We'll get a thing up for that. We will, yeah. Uh, we and, and go back and listen to last year's episode where we did the playoff predictions. I think it was, like, episode four. It was oh, early. It was. It, uh, it might have been a little later than that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's right. Because yeah. I remember the first couple episodes, it was frustrating because we started a Vancouver hockey podcast and then, like, immediately the whole team got COVID. And it yeah. wasn't until, like, episode four that we got to cover a Canucks game. That's right. And it was like when they were playing Calgary yeah. after the playoffs started. Yeah, it might have been like anyway, episode five or six. Yeah, so um, so yeah, tune in for that and uh, come prepared. We'll give you our takes on who we see playing who and where and how far they are going. Uh, that being said, there's still plenty more to talk about this week. Uh, so... Macklemore and Ryan Lewis have released a new single. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Macklemore and Marshawn Lynch have teamed up and they have purchased stakes in the Seattle Kraken. They are now partial owners of the Seattle Kraken. And there was like a weird video of Marshawn Lynch doing donuts in his Zamboni that came out this week. <laughs> and somehow I feel like that's related, but I don't really know how. Uh, anyway, I think this is super fun. I love when celebrities and professional athletes and this kind of stuff happens because above everything else, it means that they're going to be involved in marketing, in promotions, in advertising, and I just love shit like that. I think it's super fun. I want Seattle to have a really cool identity. I want them to have these guys involved. I want to have like uh, Macklemore's music involved in the team. Not that I'm a huge Macklemore fan, but I think it's really cool when an artist teams up with a team and they have that kind of that kind of partnership there. I just I, I think there's so many cool opportunities that that they have going forward now that these two guys are literally part of the fabric of this team and this organization. I think that part of the deal of Macklemore signing on should be that Can't Hold Us is their new goal song. I forget how that one goes. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, na, 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 na. Hey. Hey. Now hey. all my people say. Na, na. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I felt confident in that part. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I think that'd one. be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Also, Marshawn Lynch is the new left defenseman. Dude, imagine official... <laughs> te- Wait, what? <laughs> imagine, like, official team store apparel that is a cross between the Kraken and Beast Mode. So you have, like, Beast oh. Mode Kraken apparel. That seems cool. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish more... This would happen more often. Like, it really... Like, we've already talked about how... Uh, Justin Bieber has considered buying a portion of the Senators, which is yeah. weird because he's a Leafs fan and he's friends with like a bunch of players yeah, Matthews, on the Leafs. Yeah, yeah that'd be a, a bunch of trades incoming there. Yeah, but like to me, I you know I look at the Seattle Kraken and they're they're I guess I don't want to call it a partnership with these guys because they're partial owners. But for me, it's like I look at Drake and the Raptors and what they've been able to do there. Yeah, and I think like hockey doesn't really have anything like that no and i think this opens up the opportunity for that to, to happen also because the kraken are a new team they can be pioneers in this space of combining culture and hockey and pop culture really yeah and 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 kind of bringing it more to uh the you know i've always been an advocate of making hockey more entertaining right it's a show mm-hmm. they're there to entertain and i think that this could really make it more appealing for young people um and and for everyone really yeah, just like you guys said, I'm fully on board with bringing in celebrities and other pro athletes to promote teams and, and be a part of it. It's just it's more relatable to other people instead of just these big wigs that nobody knows who they are. It's nice to see, oh, hey, look, Justin Bieber owns this team or, hey, look, Mary Lemieux owns this team. But bringing in someone like Beast Mode or. Or Macklemore, like that's that's just so cool, and that's uh, I think that's a really good thing for Seattle. I want Seth Rogen to buy the Canucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. You know, they every time we score, they shoot mist out of the scoreboard. It wouldn't be mist anymore. <laughs> just, oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, we we can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah, Eighteen thousand people high out of their minds. Yeah, the Canucks score, and no one cheers. Yeah, they're trying to comprehend where they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Canucks score and everyone just goes, Woo, yeah, baby. <laughs> the players would be blitzed after the first goal. <laughs> well, Jesus, why do the Canucks have a 100% win <laughs> in Vancouver? The Canucks are riding around with like respirators and stuff on. <laughs> the other team's like, What's going on here? Yeah, then Vegas comes in and they just kill the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we still got one more story I want us to get through before we get to the inbox. Okay. And that's that we just, we need to congratulate Alexander Ovechkin on another 50-goal season. Way to go. Proving that the Russian machine never breaks. Isn't that right, Tyler? Sure is. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of, we talked about this a fair bit at the beginning of the season. That was a big topic in the offseason was, will he break Gretzky's record? And we were all talking about, well... He could, but the guy literally cannot slow down. He has to almost keep scoring at this same rate until he's 40. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he's signed until he's 40, yeah. like $10 million a season. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of making that contract look like it isn't too bad. Yeah. Like, he has a chance to do it. An outside chance, but a legitimate one. Yeah. And man, we may... Never see this again in our lifetime. Oh, I doubt we will. I mean, Mitchkov has been breaking some of his records, but it is 
you know, it's so early to tell. You can never predict it before yeah. a player's drafted if they're going to break Gretzky's records. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I want to see it. I want to see it so badly. And I think we are, we're all here on the same page. We all want to see Ovi break that record. We all want to see him keep scoring 50-goal seasons and uh, and break Gretzky's record. But until that happens, I think we ought to climb that ladder up to the top, tippy-top of the diving board, jump off, and land squarely in the inbox. That's a square landing right there. Yep. What exactly did you mean by that? Square landing. You're square no to square to the size of the pool. You're like perfectly square yeah. to the to the pool. Like you're the size of the pool? No, fucking <laughs> just flush to the sides of the pool. No, you you land in the pool in the symmetrical edge like you're 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 if you got an angle, right? What kind like, okay, you have an not, angle. You're not like jagged or you're not off on a on a diagonal. You are landing square. Like a pencil dive? Like straight. But like you're you're not like off to one side. You're you're in the middle. You're square to the So pool. you land in the center of the pool. Sure. Symmetrically. Symmetrically to the front, back, sides, and sides. Squarely into the pool. Okay. Could sure. not be more centered. Yes. Okay. You're just bang right just in the middle. Lined it up with a laser. <laughs> no, you got that all sorted out first. <laughs> okay. <Let's... laughs> and hey, look, I found a question in the inbox. Oh, good. Um, right in the middle, right? Right smack dab squarely <laughs> in the center. Okay. This question says, uh, do you have hope for the Canucks making the playoffs? Hope will always be there. Until there is, they are literally mathematically eliminated. No. Whether whether people want to admit it or not, hope is always there. No. Another classic no Tyler hope. line. <laughs> no. I got I got nothing. I got no hope. Yeah, it's, it, it's gonna it's gonna take a miracle for them to get in, and even if they do, what's the point? Nobody's making it through Colorado. Nobody's making it through St. Louis. I totally disagree. Those the playoffs, especially in the NHL, always have a way of proving themselves as you can never predict what's going to happen. St. Louis is going to win the cup. I'm predicting it right now. I want to say how stupid that is, but you put money on them when they were in last place and then they actually did win. Exactly. For me, having a hope with this team in this scenario is a funny thing. You guys know, you know, the classic story of how a guy in high school will have a crush on, you know, a girl way out of his league, right? Super hot, smoke show, great, I don't know, personality or something too. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they'll become friends, right? And the guy spends the whole time doing everything for them. He throws everything emotionally, everything fit everything he has he throws into this and you know looking from the outside you go geez this guy's an idiot it's never gonna work but to that guy he's like no i can see it i i can feel it something can happen here and then it doesn't you know it ends the same way you always figure it would. <laughs> that is what being a canucks fan right now kind of feels like is that yeah, you know what? I can look at this from the outside and go, the odds don't make sense. The numbers don't make sense. 
the possibility of this happening, Money Puck gives it a less than 2% chance probability. And here I am, a cold, heartless Canucks fan, having hope. Just looking at them going, they can do it. I've seen them play good enough. In the miracle scenario where they get in, they could even win a round or two. But holy Christ, I wish I could stop myself from having this much emotional investment in this team, but I simply can't. I just can't. When you get knocked down, you just got to get back up and try again with her sister. Wow. (laughs) So wait, so what would that translate to in hockey terms? Root for the Flames? Is that (laughs) Root for the Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah, actually, yeah. Who, by the way, are lining up to have a really good playoff run here. Yeah, I know, right? They clinched a spot a while ago. They're looking great. Boudreaux, I meant to bring this up earlier, had a quote, because we've had to call up a few guys from Abbotsford to to play for injuries. He had this quote after the game in his press conference where he said, whatever they're doing in Abbotsford, they're doing it right. Mm -hmm. He is very impressed with the development of some of these young players, and so are a lot of Canucks fans. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be really excited to see some of these guys play at the Abbotsford Center in the playoffs. And I'm hoping you guys will be there, too, because yeah. we'll take in some good games. Well, you know... It, yeah, if I can ever make it home, I would gladly go watch <laughs> yeah, the game. If you ever come back, you should join us. I feel like he's, he's been gone for, like, the last half of the podcasts we've done. When did you leave? February? Oh, I was January. Um, I was gone for a bit in January, and then I came home, and then I was gone in February. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, on back on the Canucks note, uh, you know, stay positive. I have hope. It's small, but it's there. Um, I've been saying all season they're not a playoff team, but now you know, that they're I, not I, a playoff I, team, you think they I've, are? No, I just I I I have hope. You know, and I changed my tune. They're not a playoff team. Like they're not going to make the playoffs, but they are a playoff team. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like if they made the playoffs, they would be deadly. But. They have to make the playoffs, similar to the New York Islanders. I want to put a little a caveat on that. And if they were healthy. Sure. Because right well, now. That's, but that's yeah. that's every team, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. If, if McKinnon and McCarr go down, then yeah. the Colorado Avalanche aren't the best team in the playoffs, right? Like, right. Or supposedly. Uh, yeah. I gotta, but, but again, there's plenty of time. I got to ask you this, though. Next year, do you think they make it? That's still a year away, man. We got to go through the entire offseason. Right now, I mean, obviously, my answer would be yes. But, you know, we still have to go through the whole offseason. We don't know who the coach is going to be. We don't know who the backup's going to be. We don't know what kind of trades they're going to make. We don't know what kind of free agents they're going to sign. There's just so I much. I hate that I have the answers to all these questions, but I'm just not in charge of the team, so I have no yeah. say. Yeah. I hate that. But again, you know, the season's not over yet, right? Have hope. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of the time, (laughs) it's time time for Tyler's Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Dude, that killed me. I've gotten so subtle with it, too, that you just, you don't clue in, and then when you do, it's just I hate it. Like, honestly, I mean, people don't hear the unedited version of this, but when me and Jake used to do this, it was like, we'd have to talk about how we were going to set it up, (laughs) and now he just starts throwing time, 
the word time into these sentences. And it's so smooth, I don't even hear it anymore. And I'll sit there for a while in silence, looking at both of them going, all right, who's going to talk next? Before I remember, fuck, I have to talk next. <laughs> oh, it just drives me mental. Anyway... All right. The the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. Tyler's surprise headline. Tyler's surprise headline. Well, we're gonna start this off like every other episode. Florida man. Florida man. Uh, yeah. Caught with stolen utility pole strapped to the roof of his Toyota Corolla. <laughs> hey. I need. The, I I need this. I need this. What? Wait. Utility pole meaning. Like telephone pole. Like something that holds up electrical wires. Yes. Like 15 feet. That's 15. on the low end. <laughs> yeah. Like, like 25 feet in the air. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a Florida man was caught red-handed after troopers found him driving around with a large power pole strapped to the hood of his car. The hood? I thought well, it was the roof. He put the hood of his car. It was strapped to the hood. Like vertically or horizontally? <laughs> Taking out houses on both sides of the street. No, he's got it vertically on the hood, so he's taking all the lights. He's like, you can't run a red light if the red light isn't there. Officials say that the motorist later identified as a 71-year-old man. How did he get a telephone pole? See, like, okay, I don't if know, he had hit but... a telephone pole and it, like, landed on his car and he kept driving, that's one thing. But he secured it he to the vehicle. He stole it. <laughs> also, he's and 71. He did... How the fuck did he lift an entire telephone? <laughs> like, like, how did he have the facilities to get a telephone pole onto his Corolla? Well, you said it, you said it was a Toyota, right? Was it a Toyota forklift? What? what... <laughs> no, no. It was a Corolla. With a Cummins diesel engine. <laughs> But he was driving around from scrapyard to scrapyard trying to dump this thing off for some money. And they all kept turning him away. They're like, yo, this is city property. You need proper documentation. So he was trying to sell it to scrapyards? <laughs> Chop <Yep>. shops. <laughs> yeah, come get your parts. We have a transformer here. <laughs> Do you need to power your city block? For a little while, <laughs> the fucking visual of this man, like this guy driving a Corolla with the city pole on it, like how did he get to multiple scrapyards <laughs> without taking out vehicles? And like this must have been a tiny pole or a huge Corolla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A modified Corolla. <laughs> Just a limousine. <laughs> I still, I, yeah. No, the visual is just, it's not. It's, it's insane. T okay, Tyler's showing me a picture. Wait, he's up. What? He has a picture on the video feed. Here, get, here Jake, try to sit up. Okay. It, oh, Tyler, what? your phone's dead. Why does the story look like a Craigslist ad? <laughs> <laughs> Lightly used Toyota Corolla <laughs> will throw in free telephone poles. Yeah, low kilometers. <laughs> we got, yo, Tyler, we have to post that on the Instagram. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Okay, fantastic. 
1998 Toyota Corolla comes with telephone pole. <laughs> now all electric. <laughs> Thunder powered. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Wow. You know, I, I love Tyler's surprise headline. Don't get me wrong. You just had a Marcus murmur. Did I? You, you, well, I... Oh, oh, yeah. God. Oh, all yeah. Right. Okay, all right. Look at that. I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler's surprise headlines, they're always good, right? They're always fun. Oh, yeah. Always love them. But we haven't had one like that in a while. We need to rank them. Rank them? We need, we need to rank them. Oh, God. This, this is going to be a lot of work. We're going to have to go That's through all 50, 55 mm. or 54 Tyler's Matt, surprise. He didn't start dog, doing them until a while in, though. No, 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 dude. The the fish on steroids might have been my favorite, and that was like I, the first one. Fir- the meth dogs. Oh, yeah. Meth, meth, dogs. meth dogs was the first one. That was the races where they yeah, no, drug tested the, dogs. Oh, yeah, that and was the, the first one. Fish. No, no, it was the fish on steroids, I think. No, no, the fish were, the fish were tweaking out on something. I don't remember what yeah. it was. It might have been flocking. There's been there's been so many but good ones. Yeah, though. we we got to go back. We got to go through. I I'm thinking there's probably around fifty because he didn't start until a few weeks in. So yeah. we'll go back. We'll check him out. We'll like at least have the top ten, and maybe we'll do like a bracket thing. We get the, yeah yeah. We gotta do like an vote. award show of Tyler surprise headlines. Yeah. Man, that's gonna be a lot of work. Oof. Yeah, we might never actually do that, but we'll we'll yeah. think about False it. False promises may be inbound. Hundred percent. Maybe the memes guy will do it for us. He makes no. tons of content <laughs> that we we just don't have the energy to make. Pawn it off to the meme guy. <laughs> Man, the who again? Re- we don't know who he is. Yeah. Maybe it's Alex. Maybe it's the unpaid intern. Could be. Doubt it. Doubt it. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that's gonna wrap up uh, this week's episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun one. Oh, yeah. God, I, it's weird because, like, when we end the episode on Tyler's surprise headline, we always end on such a high. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want this to be the end. But at the same time, it's like, feels good. Feels yeah. good to end on a high. And you always want to finish on a high note. Exactly. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we didn't mention. I, no. Whenever I, whenever I host, I always forget to do this. That's okay. Um, so for any of you that have stuck around to the end and this is your first time ever listening to us, uh, you can reach us on our social medias at Vancouver Boys Podcast. We're on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and what else are we on? I think that's it. Uh, because for some reason, God only knows, we're not at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Twitter. No, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore mm-hmm. which again no idea why but that's that's our that's our uh our at which uh, again yes, it is check that out for the most bizarre shit you've ever seen on the internet i uh, just checked out too some of the stuff tyler was telling us that he posted oh i saw and, it yeah and i thought he was joking no 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 he posted that yeah so check out our twitter for that yeah, <laughs> basically just Twisted Tyler's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with us directly, you can reach us at our new email address, which is Podcast at iCloud.com. Uh, otherwise, it's been a fun episode, boys. Yeah, way to go. Anything else we want to add before we take off? Thanks for hanging out with us. All right. Uh, <laughs> so again, next week is the playoff predictions. That's right. Come ready for that because that we're going to be at each other's throats for that. Mm-hmm. Plenty more hockey to happen, though. The season's season's not over yet. That's right. We still, oh, we also have our wagers coming up soon on the uh, player awards. That's right. Or specifically on the Vesna. Yeah, which something tells me I don't need to be worried about you winning. <laughs> I'm really just worried about Tyler winning at this point. 
Yeah, because we wah, for Tyler to win, wah. neither Dem- of Demko or Soros can make the nomination. Yeah, right. At this point, I think it's just Soros that can get nominated. I don't think Demko has a shot. No, unfortunately, with Demko clearly playing injured for the last part of the season and also being on a team that didn't help him in the first part of the season, yeah. his chances were kind of shot, even though they shouldn't be, and I think that should make me exempt from any punishment. Uh, <laughs> you fucking wish. Not. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. happens if Tyler wins again? Uh, I have no clue. I forget. We can go back. If, yeah, we're going to have to we go have, back. We have it somewhere. Okay. Um, but uh, the Preds have a shot at three. They have a shot at the Norris, the Calder, and the Vesna. Which again, we'll we'll, we'll touch yeah, on those. Things. Okay, I have I, a I, shot at any of them. I'm gonna let that go until next. Thanks week. for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And come watch us on Twitch. Oh boy. <laughs> That felt so weird. It's hard, right? Yeah. Because it's like high pitch. Rock hard. All right. Turn off the recording. Turn off the recording. <laughs>